welcome to Zoom O'Clock with your host, Tessie Anthony de Nassau. This podcast brings you enlightening discussions with leading experts and public figures directly to your ears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Zoom O'Clock with your host, Tessie Anthony de Nassau. After a short baby break, Theodore will be eight weeks this week. I am resuming my amazing podcast with the most inspirational podcast guests. Today, I start my podcast with a dear friend, Peter Augustine, whom I have met at a Angel Club investment conference in Kitzbühel only a few weeks ago, and he has inspired me so much, and there's so much I have to learn from him. So be ready for all of the questions I have for him. Peter, he started off as an electrician uh, when going off to working for Saturn behind the corner, uh, behind the counter, and then launching quite a few businesses, very successful businesses that we are going to get in from internet up to investment for, in, for infrastructures and Web3. What is Web3? We will get into all of that. Dear Peter, welcome on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for your time because I know you are extremely busy. So, um, yeah, I think our guests will learn a lot from you today as much as I already have learned from you. So let's get started with the first question. How was, how was that step from working behind the counter at Saturn to having a company of 300 people working for you? How was that for you? Well, basically, the, the step took 10 years <laughs> because we started out the company as two founders. So after I quit my job at Saturn, um, we, we founded an internet service provider in Austria. It was, the name was iNode. And we were two founders. And we, we built the company from scratch, from zero off. Yeah. So we've, we've been really young. We've been, I guess, something 19, 20 years old. And and we 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 um, did the first years. I think the first two years, just the two of us. And and two years after founding the company, we got our first employee. And it took another year for the second employee. And then then things started to roll. Yeah? Um, I guess five years after founding, we had somewhere fifty employees. And 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 ten years after founding, we 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 uh, so, sold the company, and then it was three hundred. Wow, that's impressive. As far as uh, of my research, I could see that you have a, you had a revenue of around 50 million a year with that company, which is impressive at such a young age, really inspirational. So tell me, how was the feeling for you to bring the internet to Austria? Well, actually, the internet has been to Austria and we have, we have not been the only one who, who did it. But I guess we've been the, the only one who did it to the, to the very end, where it made uh, economical sense. So there were, when we started out, I guess there, were, there might have been 30 others <laughs> in Vienna who did the same like we did. And, and over the years, the, the market became more consolidated and more consolidated. But we, we, even, even when we got offers to, to, to exit the company, we, we declined them. Because we thought there is more to come. We had a vision. Yeah? We had a vision where to go. And then we, we executed the vision till the very end. 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, patience is a virtue and it definitely it definitely works for some of us um, to be a bit more patient when it comes to uh, exiting. Um, so what, when thinking about the internet, obviously it revolutionized everything. Um, how, what fascinated you with the internet at the time when you were so young? And um, what fascinates you today still, if on this topic? Well, well, back then the fascination was because there was nothing comparable which which connects the world on an even layer. There was nothing you you could do phone calls and send faxes around the world. That's that's all you could do. <laughs> Maybe Telegram or something like that. Really on paper, um, not not the app. <laughs> and 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 that's that's it. Yeah? So it was it was clear to me this this thing has to come. Well, everybody back then who did some 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 data transfer over computers had had phone bills huge, uh, huge as hell. Yeah. So I, I had back then we had uh, shillings in Austria, and my phone bill was was every month several thousand shillings. Oh, wow. So the the internet was the thing who solved this. Yeah. And 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 to me it was clear this this gonna is gonna happen. Yeah. It was no no I had no no doubt that it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, the the thing which which of course surprised me is there, that there are so many obstacles to <laughs> to, to to overcome to to get it out of the door. Yeah? So you had to fight with the Telecom Austria back then for for the for the for the lines and everything. But but basically that was our job. But I never doubt that it wouldn't or the internet wouldn't be rolled out on really? a big scale. Wow, fascinating. So from the internet, let's go to a really relevant topic now. We see it in Spiegel, we see it in The Economist, we see it in all kinds of major credible publications now. Everyone is talking about crypto, the regulation of crypto and all of these other uh, different currencies now and banks and Luxembourg, big topic as well. So um, where do you see Bitcoin and co in the next five years? Well, actually, I'm I'm not uh, the big Bitcoin specialist. Neither I'm a Bitcoin maximalist. Yeah. Basically, I think Bitcoin is a good replacement for physical gold. It's it's like the digital version of gold. So it has uh, benefits like every digital assets over a physical asset. Like you don't have to mess around with it. Where 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 to have it? Where to store it? Where to secure it? Yeah. So Bitcoin is 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 an alternative to gold. Personally, I don't see much of, of, of much else to do with Bitcoin. Um, so so I'm, I'm, I'm rather the, the, the guy who, who cares for all the other crypto projects, not, not so much for Bitcoin. Tell me about the others. Which ones is your favorite or which one have you been starting to work with and why? Well, well, well the others, I, I, I tend to, to call it Web3. Because it's not a single one, yeah? it's the whole thing. Yeah? Um, Web three is 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 also based on crypto, just like Bitcoin is. Um, just uh, I would say it's it's the next layer, next level, because Bitcoin is ten years old. So it's time to 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 get into the next stage, yeah? and, and 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 that's exactly where we are right now. Um, Web three is the first um, time ever that you can have ownership over digital assets in the internet. Uh, until now, you have your owner. You don't have ownership. You have, uh, if you have some nice cheap bag, yeah, you can send it around. Everybody can look at it, but you don't own it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's the NFT craze that's going on right now. You can own this cheap bag. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah, 
you can show it off like a picture on a wall, but it's yours. You can sell it. You can own it. You can hide it. Yeah? That's uh, that's the thing, yeah? and that's that's Web three, yeah? and that's the that's the the next big thing for the next ten years, I think. So with Web three, you have a company within that space. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, actually, it's not a company; it's a fund. Um, mm -hmm. It's an investment fund um, which will invest in these future Web three projects. Mm -hmm. Is it is it already public? Can you tell us the name? No, it's not public yet. It's, ah, okay. it's 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 in the registration process right now, and I will let you know when 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 things are through. <laughs> Perfect. We will then do another podcast because it's such a fascinating topic. Certainly here in Switzerland, I have a girlfriend of mine, Ayla, who is very very engaged in that. I will make sure I introduce you with her uh, to her, um, and she's she created that group where she's trying to educate all on us on. All, all of us on uh, Web3. For me, it's super new. And even before our podcast today, I said to Frank, Frank, please, can you explain to me what that is? Because for me, it's very new uh, Web3. I know about Bitcoin and all of these other things because we also have some investments in there. But about Web3, it's, as you say, it's the next step. And I just mm -hmm. need to get my head around it. And uh, so, yeah, keep me posted. Mm -hmm. So um, next question. I have written them in German, so I will translate them as we go. Um, so today you are a startup investor and and uh, and a successful entrepreneur. What do you think of the new of the young generation of entrepreneurs when you compare it to when you were young? Well, the huge difference is um, they have um, really lots of capital um, if they if they go for it. That was definitely not the case back then. Back then, you had to bootstrap, or you had rich parents, <laughs> which which funded you. <laughs> But basically, you you had to bootstrap and you had to get cash flow quickly. You had you had not that much time. You you didn't have two years runway building a product. Yeah? You had you had to get into into cash flow soon. Otherwise, you you run dry. So that's a, that's the big difference back then. And um, on the other hand, I think I think competition heated a lot up because everything is global today. That wasn't back then the case. When you started a business in Austria, you could run it in Austria. Today, when you start a business in Austria, your competition is is, is global. So this thing is like go student uh, made it the, the right. The only way you can be successful today is is, is if your total addressable market is, is is worldwide. You have to address the worldwide global market. You can't say I do this only in Austria. You probably fail. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. As well within that space, you know, before I was always employed by companies. And now being an entrepreneur myself um, and having discussions with my husband, who is um, more than a decade older than me, it's always funny because he always says, no, you're not a real entrepreneur yet. And I said, what do you mean? You know, I have my companies and I have all of these different things as well. And he, So there is there's a certain um, difference between his generation and my generation when it comes to entrepreneurship and how we define that. So it's always a, it's always a very fun um an insightful discussion when we get there um so yeah thank you for your answer on that one um so where do you see the biggest chances opportunities today 
and the biggest risks for entrepreneurs? Biggest chances? Well, it's it's the same as the last question. The biggest chances you totally about dress the market is, is 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 probably the whole world. You can do it from everywhere, but you have to address address the whole world. Yeah? On the other hand, um, the biggest risk are just the same. Yeah? If you don't do it, you're, you're running into problems. You, you, you stay a small company, you might be too small to survive. Yeah? You run into scalability problems. So you better run a business which, which doesn't require to scale yeah? or, or you just don't do it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, 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 the core question is always, does my business scale and, and does it have to scale? Yeah? Because if, you're, if your business does not have to scale, you can do it on a regional level, you can do it on a local level, that's totally okay. Yeah? But if your business scale, you can, you can expect there is some three other guys all around the world doing just the same like you. And the one who, won, the one who scales it globally will win the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, as you say, you know, nowadays the opportunity really to make it global has increased so much. Also, I think because of the COVID pandemic, you know, everything has become online. So we were forced to become a little bit forward thinking and uh, certainly the Internet um, and how we use it now um, to connect to one another for Zoom and all of these other means has definitely helped new startups to scale it faster than they would have. Yeah, absolutely. There, there have been massive funding rounds, and even in Austria, which were unthinkable before 2020, wouldn't have happened. Give me an example. That's because, like, Bitbounder. Mm-hmm. Do you know them? Yes, I do. Go With student. Invested in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, go student. Another example. They, they were basically a very small founder team. The company, I, started, I think they started the company in 2016. And uh, as far as I heard from, from other sources, they were basically broke because it just didn't work. Yeah? And then in 2020, suddenly everybody understood why homeschooling is a thing. <laughs> and and then, then within weeks or within months, yeah, they did... They did really really huge funding rounds which were unthinkable before 2020 wow that's amazing yeah no talking about homeschooling i i hear you you have children yourself oh and yeah. i have such a respect for teachers now it was it was really hard a year to teach uh, three teenagers here at home um it was yeah interesting so yes companies like that definitely have have my full support and investment as well so um yes. Going over then to uh, talking about startups in itself or businesses, you know, um, which ones you mentioned already some uh, like they that they impressed you with how they raised funds now during COVID. Which ones for you uh, really are interesting to look into? Um, you, you mean really new startups or some, some established ones? Can be either or both. Well, to invest in. Hard to say because <laughs> I'm 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 really focused now on the Web three space. So I, I personally think that's the place to go. Yeah? There, there are of, of course there are opportunities outside of this. Yeah? But 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 I'm but I'm so focused into Web three that I would say just just take a look into Web three projects. These are gonna fly in the next ten years. Perfect. 
And yours, when can we expect some news from you? Well, I think we 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 hope to be through within within the next um, three months. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Wow, that is that is before the end of the year, huh? Well, a little bit, yeah, probably beginning of New Year then. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay, so um, which other? I have so many questions for you. I need to I need to kind of look which ones because we're running out of time already. Uh, Ah, that's a good one. That's always a good one that I ask quite a lot of investors that I have on my podcast. So with which company do you think the beep, I should have invested in that one when it was when it just came up? Well, Tesla, of course. That <laughs> <laughs> was a crazy situation because I, I was was one of the first Tesla owners in Austria. But I didn't believe in the stock because it was so overhyped and so overrated and so overvalued. Yeah? And I thought that's too expensive to invest in. Yeah? <laughs> so 10 years later, <laughs> on, the one, on one side I was wrong and on the other side I was right because it's still highly overvalued. Yeah? If you compare it to other companies, on the other side I would have 10x my money. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But, but I didn't go for it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, we think the same. We have Teslas too. And um, my husband tells me all the time I should have invested in it. Now in the UK, right, with the gas crisis, there's definitely yeah. uh, there's definitely new conversations to be held about that uh, and electricity, certainly. So um, as, we are, as we are slowly wrapping up our podcast, and I, I, I have so many more questions, so we probably need to do a second podcast also when your, when, you, when your newest project is live. We definitely can talk about that, and I will have millions of questions about Web3 then too. Um, but before we wrap it up, something I really like to ask my guests is, what is a book or books that you have read which really made a difference for you in your work life or in your private life, where you said, where you say, that is a book I always gift, for example. It's a book I always talk about when people ask me or with my mentees or whatever. What is that book for you? Well, actually, I can suggest two books. Um, the first book I read back in the 90s when, 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 when the company was growing at an incredible pace and I didn't know if that was a good idea to do it or not. Yeah. Um, the book was Hard Drive. Um, its name was Hard Drive and and it, it was it, it was um, it was mostly about Bill Gates and Microsoft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How he, he, he came out of the garage and built a billion dollar company. How this worked. Yeah. They started also as two founders And 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 it was you know the Microsoft story maybe everybody knows yeah and it was interesting how can this work yeah how can two guys found a company and and make it a global global industry out of it yeah mm -hmm. and and I read this book and this book gave me the, the the confession to do the same in Austria because I knew it worked yeah if you have a vision and the and the market is here you can do it yeah mm -hmm. and that helped me a lot yeah. And the second book I just read um, one year ago, two years ago, um, it's, it's from an Austrian um, guy who, who, I guess he's an entrepreneur and does, he does podcasts and everything. His name is Florian Kandler. Mm -hmm. And the book is Business Angels and Business Devils, 
<laughs> because mm -hmm. I was interested in the venture business, how it how it's work, how it's working, because it's it's a fairly new to Austria. We we didn't have it at that scale back then. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So it, I I thought I, I need to know how how these things work. Yeah? And it gave me gave me a glimpse into the future, even for an Austrian ecosystem, because um, he explained how how venture business works. Yeah? So how how do you have to think as a founder? How do you think as a as a as a VC? And and that opened my mind a lot. I have to admit. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely need to look into that one. That sounds interesting. Uh, I will get Florian's book. For Bill Gates, there's also that uh, there's a new um, documentary I just saw on Netflix, which is in the mind of Bill Gates. It's called, and it mm -hmm. really talks exactly about your, what you said in the book about how he launched the company, how he really worked, how he functions, and he talks about his experience from zero to hero. Right, his uh, ex-wife talks about it as well, and uh, when he was a student, his relationship to his parents. So um, definitely for people who don't have time to read this book, to the book Hard Drive, definitely check out the Netflix uh, documentary. It's, just, it's a short series of, I think, three sec segments. Um, it's really interesting. So, um, yeah, fascinating. Well, my dear Peter, we have run out of time already. Um, we're looking forward to our next, pod next podcast with you in three, four months' time then, when we can finally disclose the name of of your new venture and uh, how people also can get involved within that space because that would be also a question I would have asked you today. How can people get involved with what you're doing? How can people invest with what you're doing? How can people contact you? Maybe that one we can say. Um, how can people contact you if they have further questions? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn or on Telegram. Perfect. I will make sure I put these links below as well. And then uh, we shall talk again in a few months' time about okay. your newest venture. Thank you so much, Peter. And I wish you a beautiful rest of the day. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you for listening to this Zoom o'clock. We hope this discussion was insightful and has provoked some new ideas for you. Please share and subscribe. If you like to keep in touch with your host, you can find her on Instagram under Tessie underscore from underscore Luxembourg and on Twitter under Tessie underscore DE. <laughs>